You know, back in the day, we didn't have weight classes, okay? You just signed up for a fight, showed up, and hoped you'd eaten more hard-boiled eggs than the other guy. Pretty quickly, though, weight categories came along, and not only did everything make a bit more sense, but you didn't get people like Minua Man sacrificing brain cells to become a giant killing folk hero. Okay, sure. As fun as that was, though, weight classes made the sport, well, a lot more like a sport, really, but it also meant fighters now had an extra job along with training and finding the perfect haircut to epitomize your fighting spirit. Making weight. Yeah. And boy, does that go well sometimes. Apart from now, everyone basically being required to dehydrate then rehydrate themselves just hours before a fight, it also meant fights could be cancelled. 218 pounds, the official weight for William Knight. That is 12 pounds over the light heavyweight limit. Percentages of your purse could be given to your opponent, and if you're fucked up badly enough, you might just get kicked out of the promotion. So out of all the illustrious UFC weight classes, which one has had the most fuck-ups? Who's not been counting their macros, or maybe stuck an extra portion of tiramisu? Well, don't worry, I have actually actually done that research for you and may I present the UFC weight classes that have missed weight the most. Oh, also a quick disclaimer as well. Obviously there's 12 UFC weight classes, but they haven't all been around as long as each other. So in order to keep this as fair as possible, we're only counting weight misses from UFC 216. Why? Well, because that card had the first ever women's flyweight fight on it. Mara Romero Barella versus Kalindra Faria. Thank you, ladies. I've also taken note of exactly how many fights there have been per weight class since then. So we get a better idea of just which weight class has been on the Johnny Hendricks diet. But don't worry, that does mean I still went through over two and a half thousand fights so... Hey guys, Tommy here. There's something we gotta address for all my dudes out there, and that's my big bald head. Sure, I haven't helped myself with all the TRT over the years, but thanks to GetRoman.com, we've been given a solution. Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish, with prescription and over-the-counter treatments available. Start your journey today with fast, free shipping so you don't have to wait to start fighting hair loss. Go to GetRoman.com slash MMA on point today. If approved, you'll get your first month of treatment free. The moment I was designed without hair, I was frustrated and confused. I could have looked like anyone, anything. I dream of those Jorge Masvidal locks. Now, don't get me wrong, the world is full of handsome bald heads, but that doesn't have to be you if it's not your style. The truth is, the sooner a person starts treatment for hair loss, the easier it is to keep the hair they have. For a lot of men, losing their hair can mean losing their confidence. Thankfully, Roman makes it easy to treat hair loss with a range of prescription and over-the-counter products to help you feel more confident from the top down. So, whether you're rocking a buzz cut, braids, or a mohawk, you can find hair loss treatment to keep your style the way you like. For more info, check the links down below in the description. Number 12, would you believe it? It's the heavyweights. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I'm actually quite surprised. Okay, well, not that surprised because when it first happened pretty much exactly a year ago, the MMA media put the news up everywhere that it was the first time in history someone had missed weight at heavyweight. So going into the research, I mean, I knew there couldn't be many. In fact, the only two people in history to miss weight at heavyweight in the UFC are Justin Taffer when he first round head kicked Harry Hunsucker and Beast Boy himself, Chris Barnett. 267 and a half, the official weight for Chris Barnett. Yeah, that's a guy who knows how to fight for his right to party, am I right? Either way, the point is, isn't it quite surprising considering there have been heavyweights who walked around way over the 265 limit? 320 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. People like Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin, freaking Derek Lewis, obviously DC. I'm kidding, we'll get to him later. But that's it. Two heavyweights in the entire history of the division have missed weight for a total combined 2.5 pounds. Round of applause, gentlemen. That's just 0.96 of you who couldn't make weight. I'm actually pretty impressed. Number 11, the middleweight division. 
I have to say, round of applause for these lads. Considering this weight class looks like death to make, I mean, just take a look at Chris Weidman, Luke Rockode, or Paulo Costa when he uh, can be bothered to make 185 anyway. Today, my, my weight is 95 kilos, 96, 95 kilos. Undoubtedly, these guys cut a lot of weight, but despite that, they've barely missed over the last five years. Okay, so Paolo was a terrible example. I was just making a point that you can be pretty freaking massive and still be in that weight class. His whole situation hasn't been included anyway, though, because apparently he showed up to fight week 26 pounds overweight and on wednesday the fight was already being changed to a catch weight so he never actually missed weight but yoel romero did when he ko'd luke rockold and threw the division into chaos because it was supposed to be for the interim title and then again when he fought rob still that was only 0.2 pounds deron win might only be five foot six but he missed weight when fighting the dentist darren stewart jack marshman missed by two and a half pounds when he was getting shouted at by strong strickland and carl robertson missed by a whole four and a half pounds before being marvin vittori's only finish in the ufc in 360 17 fights only seven guys miss weight with a combined 17.1 pounds that's just 2.2 percent of them which i have to say is pretty damn good number 10 it's the other big boys light heavyweight don't know about you but again this seems a bit surprising especially because that's a lot of weight for some guys to cut i mean how much does john jones shed what about anthony johnson when he finally got his under control and uh yeah dc tell me about that cake and chicken man and no i didn't factor in that 0.2 pounds he technically made that weight but you know who didn't? A couple of people, actually. Kids in Abreu had been the brave CF light heavyweight champion, but he failed to make weight in his UFC 205 debut, missing by three lovely pounds. OSP, someone who never seemed to have trouble making weight, missed by a pound and a half when he fought Jamal Hill. There was also Maxim Grisham, who missed by four and a half pounds when he went up against Dustin Jacoby. But really, it was William Knight who let the whole team down, missing by the most weight in UFC history, a whopping 12 pounds when he took on Maxim just two weeks after he fought Jacoby. Man, Max must have been pissed he cuts weight twice in two weeks and will misses by a whole stone either way in 200 fights just six of the big boys have missed the mark it's a total of 24.1 pounds for the slightly smaller heavyweights just three percent of all people number nine welter you believe it or not it's welterweight Ah, some people probably would have put this at number one, considering the amount of coverage weight misses at this weight class seem to get. Rumble back in the day, the debacle of the Johnny Hendricks endgame career, but unfortunately, like I said, we are only counting from when all 12 weight classes were in the UFC for this one, so they don't count, I'm afraid. And so, in actuality, these 170s haven't done too bad a job of making weight. I think it helps a bunch of these guys came up from 155, which I'm sure makes things easier. Don't ask me how Usman even makes weight. I used to think Tyron Woodley was a big guy for the division. Usman looked like his big brother and there are a few repeat offenders once you start looking into the division cole williams missed by a whopping five pounds in his ufc debut before getting submitted in the first round and then he missed again by four and a half pounds in his next fight against jason witt after being out for a year not a great start to your ufc career that one and of course who can forget hamza adding an extra seven and a half pounds to the overall total of 45 pounds of missed weight but that's across a massive 367 fights and there's only actually been 14 guys to miss weight since they added all the other weight classes so only 3.8 percent of welterweights miss how about that number eight women's straw weight actually quite surprising to see the lightest weight class in the ufc not a little higher up but i suppose after 125 came in that probably helped a lot basically it would have acted like 165 would do to lightweight just giving those struggling another 10 pounds to go up but since that weight class came in there's still been a bunch of ladies making the cut down to straw weight and some people have missed the mark big time sarah Froto almost didn't get to make her ufc debut at ufc fortaleza and she walked onto the scale seven pounds over the limit her opponent got a hefty 40 percent of her purse as a result cynthia K 
Calvillo has also had a few problems in 115. Her opponent Jojo missed weight before 125 was introduced back in 2017, but then the following year, Cynthia missed by two pounds, and then again, just a few months later, this time by four and a half pounds. She eventually moved up to 125, where her first opponent, Jessica I, she missed weight as well. Blimey. Still though, out of 177 strawweight fights, only seven of them actually missed weight. So that's just 3.9% of the entire division. Decent job, I'd say. Number seven, it's the Bantamweights. Considering they are smack bang in the middle of two weight classes, I'd say it's not too surprising Bantamweights have been keeping their shit together, more or less, anyway. That's not to say they don't miss weight, though. The most recent high-profile fight was probably Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera, and despite missing by two and a half pounds and looking a bit like the ghost of Christmas past, he seemed fine to throw over 500 strikes that night, even if Cheeto did walk through them like the Terminator. Draco Rodriguez won the Contender Series, but missed weight in his debut against Farah Sahabi's brother, Ayman, by four and a half pounds. He also got knocked out, lost his next UFC fight, and then got cut from the promotion. My boy Adrian Yanez put a beating on Tony Kelly for missing weight in Austin, and for being an arsehole as well, of course. Alpha male contender series kid Benito Lopez pulled out of his Ricky Simone fight after weight cut complications, picked up a win, and then after a three-year layoff came back and missed weight again, this time by two and a half pounds. Still, overall, they've done a pretty good job, I'd say. In the last 309 fights, there's been a combined total of 40.25 pounds missed, but that's come from only 19 guys which means about 6.1% of bantamweights are missing weight. Number six, the featherweight division. I guess considering they say the lightweight division is the average guy-sized weight class, it only makes sense that at 145 to get a bunch of those dudes really trying to drain themselves as much as possible to get down to 145. I guess it's also because it's like the popular place to reinvent your career after a few losses at lightweight, but as the likes of Charles Oliveira, Anthony Pettis, and even Jared Gordon found out, cutting to 145 isn't exactly easy. Official weight 150 pounds for Jared Gordon. Even massive guys like current lightweight prospect Grant Dawson have tried to make it down there. He missed by three and a half pounds against Derek Minner. Charlie Olives has missed 145 four times in his UFC career. Habib's teammates Subaria Tahugov and Ludovic Klein also missed by four pounds at UFC 253. Violent Bob Ross couldn't make 145. No wonder he was like six foot three. Even longtime divisional staple Jeremy Stevens has missed a few times. 150.5. After 306 fights in the division, they've had a combined total of 65.6 pounds of missed weight. That's actually more than anyone else, but it's all come from just 20 people. So 6.5% of the time, featherweights miss weight. Essentially, they miss by one pound every four and a half fights. Yeah, that's not a great statistic, is it? And the champ's only five foot six. Number five, it's lightweight time. Well, considering the amount of lightweight fights there are in the UFC and seeing as how that division has basically gotten the most press over the last five years, I'm sure you probably already felt like these guys wouldn't be anywhere near the very top of this list. 155 has always been hard to make anyway, as it's 15 pounds away from the next division, hence why everyone's been banging on about that 165 weight class for so long. Kevin Lee's been an advocate for that division, and he does factor in here. Not surprising, as he has missed the limit a few times, though. One pound over against Edson Barbosa and two and a half pounds over against Charles. Oliveira. Carlos Diego Fajaya also missed twice, one pound against Rustam Habilov, but recently four and a half pounds when he fought Gregor Gillespie. Trinaldo one time also didn't pull off one of his magic weight cuts and came in four pounds over against Jai Herbert. And Zhu Rong, this freaking guy, he only had two UFC fights. He missed weight both times, two pounds against Brandon Jenkins, four against Ignacio Bahamondes, and then again in his next fight outside of the UFC. The Spanish submission machine Yoel Alvarez looked great in 2020 and 2021, but he also missed weight twice. 
so it kind of took some of the shine off. 159 and a half, the official weight for Joel Alvarez. There's been 353 lightweight fights with a combined total of 51.75 pounds of missed weight. There's been 24 guys missed weight since UFC 216, so in the last five years, that's 6.8% of all fights at 155. Number four is women's featherweight. Well, I have to say this isn't too surprising. I mean, not only is it basically women's heavyweight, well, at least in the UFC, so it does make sense they would miss weight the least out of all the women's divisions. But there's also only actually been 23 featherweight fights in the history of the UFC. And there's only two people to point the fingers at in this case. Macy Chasson, who missed weight making her featherweight debut after successfully making bantamweight six times in a row. And how that happens, I don't even know. She made it the second time around, but guess what? Her opponent, Norma Dumont, didn't. Yeah, she he only missed by half a pound though. Still counts, I guess, but that does mean that 8.7% of the time, apparently, featherweights miss weight. Well done, most of you though. I'm sure Dana doesn't regret making that weight class now. Number three, women's flyweight. Well, yeah, despite being a weight class that was supposed to help people actually make weight and have a division to fight in, surprise, surprise, it's made it all the way up this list because apparently it's not easy to make flyweight. Rather than having a bunch of 115 girls no longer having to cut weight, it kind of went in the opposite direction and now there's a bunch of bantamweights who've tried and failed to cut down to 125. Jessica I, for example, had seven fights at 135 in the UFC before switching to flyweight where she missed in back-to-back -back fights, first six pounds over against Viviani Ariujo and then against Cynthia. Calvillo. Former title challenger Jennifer Meyer also missed in back-to-back -back fights, three pounds against Roxanne Modafferi, then 1.2 pounds against Caitlin Dukagian just a few months later. Wu Yanan missed by three pounds, so did Priscilla Cachoeira, even the aforementioned Caitlin Dukagian's missed a few times, most recently just gone at UFC 280. All in all, the 125 women's division has been entertaining, of course, but it's been kind of a mockery to the idea that it would be easier for some people to make weight. In 175 fights, they've missed by a total of 42 0.15 pounds but it came from 18 different people which means basically 10.2 percent of the time girls are missing weight at flyweight number two is women's bantamweight well blimey i guess based on these two being at the top it's only further evidence that weight cuts are harder for women that's what they say anyway either that or they just suck at it i guess i don't know i mean it's not like the ufc actually need a bunch of featherweights right you'd think some of these girls would move up a weight class hey you'll probably get a title shot if you can get two wins some of the biggest blunders were Betch Cahaya missing by five pounds when she fought Irene Aldana. 141. Who herself missed by three and a half pounds at UFC 264. Vanessa Mello fought Aldana and she missed by four pounds. Then just two fights later, she missed again against Carl Rosa, this time by five pounds. To be honest, there's also been girls like Norma Dumont who obviously weren't getting a lot of fights at featherweight, so decided to make the cut and just weren't able to. She missed by 3.5 pounds against Ashley Evans-Smith. So is it because girls know featherweight is dead and they try and get to bantamweight, or is it genuinely just harder to make that weight cut? Also, there's another big factor here that I haven't mentioned. There's only been 90 women's bantamweight fights since all 12 weight classes have been around, and they've missed a total of 32 pounds of weight between 11 of them. I mean, that's basically one pound every three fights, and 12.2% of the time, it all ends in tears. Number one, not the biggest loser, it's men's flyweight. Same logic applies here, really. These guys are at the very top, and it's the lightest weight class for men in the UFC. And we've definitely seen a few guys really suck themselves down to make that weight. In fact, considering there haven't really been that many 125 fights, it's kind of surprising they are up this high. Obviously, any Davison Figueredo fight week, we all have bated breath when he steps on the scales because you half expect him to not make the weight, and he's the bloody champion. The star boy Manel Cape only went and bloody missed weight as well in his UFC debut, didn't he? Three pounds. And Ray Borg has missed weight four times in the UFC. 
three times at flyweight, once at 135. Jake Hadley missed weight in his contender series fight, which doesn't technically count, but his most recent opponent, Carlos Candario, missed by two pounds, and that certainly does. Ryan Benoit also missed weight twice in a row back in 2013, and once again by three pounds, this time when he fought Ashkan Mokhtarin in 2017. Ironically, that was his last win in the division. Either way, out of just 125 fights, 16 flyweights failed to hit the mark, meaning we have a winner. 12.8% of the time, flyweights don't make weight. Yeah, I said it. As if Dana needed another reason to get rid of the division, eh? Better thank the gods for the Moreno Figgy quadrology. So there you have it. Science! Actually, this was way more math than anything. All in all, there were 2,650 fights from the time of this recording across all the UFC weight classes stretching back to 2017 when the latest weight class was introduced. And that's 146 people that missed weight, so that's 5.5% of all fights someone missed weight. Which, to be fair, is a lot less than you would think. Based on all the high-profile instances we seem to find in the sport, it's not actually as common as you might believe. Does that not mean it's still ludicrous? Uh, obviously it is, and there are serious health defects that could cause things to happen that this sport isn't quite ready for. So don't let the number deceive you. It's still a serious problem that needs solving sooner rather than later. Okay, there's only one man who we could trust to edit all this together. The boy Luke Taylor. Wouldn't catch him making weight. He eats far too much porridge. Show him some support by following him at cooltome underscore. Ben Rosette did the music in the intro and he legally floats on air, so don't worry about him making weight anytime soon. You can find more of his music at Ben Rosette on Spotify. So, did any of these weight classes surprise you? Has this all just been pointless? Please don't say that. You have no idea how long this research took. Let us know in the comments down below. Give us a thumbs up if it was all worth it to you. And if you want to see more, do subscribe, won't you? I've been Balian. I'll see you in the next one, guys.